weird. Hello, hello. Here we are again, third in a row. You think after a year we would, you know, we kept starting and stopping and starting and stopping. We're here, three in a row, people. Three in a row. That's some kind of record. Three in a row means you're you're free to tell your friends we're back. We are officially back. We're officially back. Yeah, this is our first. And, we, uh, and a storm's not going to stop us. We had no. major storms pulling through here earlier. We said, mm, should we go to the Lee Berry Studios? What if it collapses on our heads and kills us? And we, we said, no, you know what? We're going to make it. That's right. And uh, and here we are. Speaking of dying, Sarah uh, finds it. Whoa! Com- I'm so sorry. Finds it comforting that we record because after we're gone, she's continues. Oh, you scared to, me the way you said that. I to, thought- she she will continue to listen to uh, our what, voices. What What do you mean? Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. They, you've got you've got 300 plus hours of us. You do sucking oxygen out of the air. Yeah. Here's the thing. We need to sit down one day, you and I. I'm sitting right now. And record our funerals, just like we do weird. Yeah. And for them to play at our funerals. And we'll talk about, you know, man, I had a good life. Yeah, it was great. Hey, uh, guy, hey, what you know, this is crazy. I'm a little surprised so-and-so's not here. So we'll have three <laughs> versions. We'll have a version where we're both dead. We'll have a version where you're dead and a version where I'm dead, and they'll pick whichever one's appropriate. No, no, we just need the two. We just need mine and yours because our funerals... Although we're together in the podcast, I don't think we'll be buried together. No, but, but no, that's not what I mean. I mean, you need to have, you know, depending on the situation, if, if you're across town at your funeral right, and you know I'm dead, it's like, hey, Aaron, we're, we're both dead. Hey, this is kind of funny. We're doing a podcast for, for you know. And yeah. then if it was just one of us, then you would be at mine or I would be at yours, and it would be funny because You'd be, I, I just think it'd be funny. I, be, I think we do it as in uh, – I think this is all weird. I don't know what's wrong with you. Well, that's why we're talking about it. Oh, right. I think we do it as uh, – for my funeral, We will. you will talk to me as if I've passed. Okay. You know, and we'll, yes. And then for your funeral, I'll talk to you. Yeah, that's what I was kind of saying a minute. But this is this is weird. Let's do that. This though. is also – Let's put that on the couch. This is also the weird podcast. Hey, that, we could put it out on a podcast. This is the podcast that brings you all the news you can use. To blow a fuse. And it's all weird and true. It's all true. But uh, and but, we're proving that family friendly doesn't have to be boring. That's you don't have to be boring. No, you, you know don't. what? Because when you when you just when you talk trash, whatever, you're just uninteresting. Speaking of talking trash, did you see the uh, clip of Banana Ball? I, I watched posted? part of it, but then I got sidetracked and couldn't go back to it. But as a as a non sports fan, I found it quite intriguing. I thought you might enjoy that. Well, I don't know why you would think that, but I did, in fact, enjoy it a little bit. I, I know it was, uh, about uh, these guys that have come up with a way to make baseball more entertaining and move faster. Right, because it is. 2021 because my understanding as we discussed earlier is that in, 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 in big in big big cities where they have baseball as part of their life yeah you know i don't mean nashville well there's I, a lot of people here in this area that baseball well i mean my grandmother for example loved baseball okay but what i'm going to say has to do with live viewing of it so big cities like new york yeah whatever cincinnati chicago whatever i don't know you yeah, know you're the, right with the big ones so my understanding that people because they're day games you see guys with suits on us i mean they, they show up yeah, during take, lunch or take the afternoon lunches, off, yeah. yeah, to see it. Well, if the game takes three, three and a half hours to play, that's kind of unreasonable because they've got it all is. these rules in place. You can't have a, you can't have a, a tie. You can't. What it's just in between, in the slow in between. Like, well, uh, nobody wears ties in baseball. Um, <laughs> I meant the fans. Oh, you tie. <laughs> meant the fans. Well, you said you can't. You come have a from tie. a business office and you're wearing. No, look- no, not that kind of tie. I meant. You, you, yeah, you can't have a tie, like the same score. No, you can't. The you game cannot end in end a tie. End in a tie. Correct. So, so you got that, and then there's some other stuff that really slows it down, yeah. right? Yeah, but these guys have taken they've taken baseball and made it faster they put and on more steroids. interesting. Yeah. They put it on for like example, those energy the, drinks. My favorite new rule that they have for banana ball, so, so if, you're, if you're following along, banana ball is a version of baseball that's quicker and more fun and more entertaining. So what they've done, they've added some rules. Uh, you can't end it in a tie. They have a uh, they have a, a shootout type deal yeah. at the end. You you can't bunt. There's no walking. You no can't walking. Walk. No bunting. If you get a walk, it's called a it's called a sprint in in banana ball, and you can actually score um, on a sp- on a walk sprint because the pit the catcher has to throw the ball to one member of the team on the outfield. 
they have to pass it to another. It has to go through everybody's gloves. That's bananas. Before it gets back to that's, the that's straight up bananas. The, so you can actually get a, a home run out of a walk. Huh. Another rule. My favorite rule is if a fan catches a ball, it's an out. <laughs> nice. So the fans so, get to incorpor- incorporate the fans, the fans in the game. participate. Yes, fans are in the game. Which brought me to this because I've always wanted to catch a ball at a baseball game. Never yeah. have. Uh, never caught a puck. And I'm a little more afraid of those. Well, you're not going to you're not going to catch a puck at a baseball game. They're frozen. You've they're, been at you've been actually been at the wrong Anywho, game. Uh, if if your team's up, you got to let that ball bounce. You got to you can't catch it, right? Because it'll be an out. But the fans are part of the game that way, which is really cool. And there's there's uh, what is it nine? There's nine rules to a banana ball. And I put a I put the little thing on our our Facebook. Yeah, well, page. I got to watch part of it, but then I I got sidetracked with work. Well, how is uh, how's life? Uh, your better half's out of town. Yeah, the better half. She's she's gone to visit uh, one of our kids in another state. Yeah, and I'm spending my days figuring out where stuff is. Yeah. No, I'm just no. I'm actually just. Uh, I don't know. I I was kind of I was bummed she was going because we're like you know besties and she was always there with yeah. Me and, it's and, it's and, always a bummer when your wife goes out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but they're having a good time. We got Facetime. We did that once already, and um. Or maybe twice, and we, um, you know, I mean, it's like it, it's just you know. When whatever. did she leave? She left yesterday. Okay, when she went back. And I think most of the angst for me, not for everybody, is you want to make sure they get there safe because they're getting on a tube and flying through the air really fast. Yeah. When she be back? Oh, she'll be back on Monday. Monday night late. You going to church Sunday? Uh, I mean, typically that would be the plan. Yes. Uh, wife's out of town though. I, I'm not saying either way. <laughs> I mean. I'm there. I let's say I'm there without fail every single. Sentence. I know that's not true. It absolutely is true. It is not. It so. is true, sir, sir. Unless there's a special occasion, like I'm out of town, I'm there every single Sunday. I remember sitting there when we used to. To the listener, Craig and I used to attend the same church, but we kind of got uh, rowdy, so they kind of had to split us up. Well, so yeah, now, we were we were rowdy. Yeah, so now I have to go to a church down the street. They actually asked him to not go there, and he <laughs> now goes to somewhere else. But but anyway, there were many a Sundays because Craig and I worked together at the church in the lobby on Sunday mornings where I was stood up completely. That's not true. No, no, that, that is, is that not is 100% true. Percent true. That many, is many not. Sundays. You were constantly like, oh, I don't feel good. <laughs> you were constantly, oh, I got a cold. My nose is running. I, have, I don't ever remember saying anything like that. He was like, where's Aaron? Oh, he was tired. <laughs> He was tired. He didn't feel good. He's sleeping. So he now, your son's the one that fell asleep in the chair. That's true. You, you're not even safe at church falling asleep in a no, chair. Oh, no. In the we, lobby, we took we full advantage specify. of that. Uh, either way, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know what business it is of yours, if I'm going to go on Sunday or not. <laughs> I was just curious. That's all. I don't know yet. I hadn't decided. I, I mean, it's not has nothing to do with her. It just has to do with I am there every weekend. Yeah. And... Um, I, you know, I'm just, you know, I don't know, I'm off my game with her, without my partner there. I understand. You know, you know, I understand. Lori will go camping, leave me at the house, and it's just like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. I end up eating cereal. And I know like 51 weeks out of the year she's gone I know. hiking. I do take the dog out uh, when she's away. Who takes the dog out? Uh, yes. It's her dog, but I take take her out. Well, this is exciting and all, but don't we have a thing? We've got a stack of weird news, but I yeah, wanted to ask yeah, you, what, yeah, what have you yeah. done since our last episode? Have you watched any movies? Have you read any books? Uh, have you done anything? I watched Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League cut, four hours long. What? Oh, it's it's so good. Is it really? So, so quick story, the fans that are listening, if, of the three people that listen to this podcast, if they have ever watched Justice League, the movie, jo- uh, well, first of all, Zack Snyder had a tragedy in his family. I think his daughter had died. Ooh. So he had to leave the theatrical when he was directing Justice League. And Joss Whedon took over. And he's another fine director and everything. But he went in there and tried to make it cutesy and kind of funny and kind of like Marvel, you know. And and he, he you know, he did the, the absolutely dreadful thing with the mustache where Henry Cavill, Superman, had to go do reshoots for Justice League, but he'd already grown a mustache for the new Mission Impossible. I remember they that. They wouldn't yeah. let him cut it off. Yeah. So they do this cringeworthy CGI work yeah. to get rid of the mustache. Thankfully, that's out of the Snyder cut. So Zack Snyder, after fans are, are clamoring for him to do it, Warner Brothers finally dumps money into it, and Zack takes mostly footage that was already shot and then some extra footage they did that, that he added and made this four-hour epic. And 
tells the story the way it should have been told. It's a, other than my two complaints. Yeah. Uh, what's his face? Eisenberg. What's his name? Jesse Eisenberg and Jared Leto. Worst Lex Luthor, worst Joker of all time. I cannot stand them in those roles. Yeah. I don't know who thought Jesse Eisenberg was a good Lex Luthor, but he's absolutely just the not, nothing personal against him in anything else. Well, you you have a favorite Lex Luthor, and it, it's no Michael mystery. Rosen, no, I mean a lot of yeah. people say it. Michael Rosenbaum from Smallville is the best yeah, Lex Luthor. I, I understand. Uh, and, and Joker, I think we all know. I never watched Smallville because I'm not into cults and whatever. Like that, that was and afterwards, and that. and that was just one person. But anyway, the other thing is, uh, you know, we all know that um, what's his face. Um, who died? Uh, oh my gosh, his name was in my head a minute ago. The Joker. Uh, oh, from yeah. Uh, what's his name? Yeah. Why can't I think of? Oh my it? gosh, I've just <laughs> we just completely wiped our brains. Well, yeah, Heath I Ledger. See. Yeah, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. We know is fantastic, and I'm telling you what, I, he was good, and I, and he was fantastic, and I tell you what, you know that role killed him. I think so by yep. accident. Yep. And then Definitely. Joaquin Phoenix and Joker. Yes. He's really good. Yeah. I love that. Did you see it? Oh yeah, I saw it. I didn't think I was going to be able to watch it. I didn't think I was going to like it because I'm not big DC or well, I'm not big. I'm not big comic book fan person. Well, I thought it was going to be icky enough. I was going to have to watch it in two sittings. Yeah, I couldn't quit watching it. Oh, it was and when, good. And it was good. and like a lot of people, when it got to like towards the end, I didn't want to stop. Yeah, I like. I wish they would do another one. Like him at that point, becoming who he is. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, it was good. It not was a really fan good. of not a fan of Leto as as Joker. I think so. And Suicide Squad was horrible. So, what do you give the four hour version? Oh, absolutely. Uh, like, if I gave it, uh, let's see, if I gave it uh, out of Kryptonite Rocks, yeah. I'd probably give it four and a half to five. I mean, it's, out of it's five? It, four and a half out of five. Four and a half to five. I'd say four. I'm gonna give it four four and a half because of Leto and Eisenberg. Because I don't is Eisenberg Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, that's right. Eisenberg. Yeah. I'll just keep, if I keep saying it, it'll sound better in a minute. Um, I, I think I would get four and a half. Get going to give it a little little hit on the stars because I don't like either of those guys in those roles. Now, Leto just shows up at the end for just – but they reshot. They added that. Cool. But he shows up. And so he – in both cases, they're not in the movie enough to bother me. And where is this available? It's on HBO Max. Okay. It's all which which uh, is so good. Well, we're all caught up now, so you know what that means. I it's, think we. I don't know if anybody, wait, you better do the alarm where we wake everybody up. Here we go. Weird. Not that one. Talk, 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 talk. Story. <laughs> wow. Do you know what you're doing over there? Yes. Don't touch my buttons. Thai dogs can detect COVID nineteen and sweat. A project shows. Do you know how you can tell Thai dogs from regular dogs? Easy. They're a little spicy. It's a little sweet and spicy. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> Chewy. The opinions uh, expressed on this podcast by the other co-host are not necessarily What'd the I say? opinions of What's the podcast. You're going to get canceled. Well, we've been over this. I think every episode is seeing back. But, but see, that's different. That's just that's just mean. You know what? You know what? Most Thai people call their dogs. Stop <laughs> dinner. <laughs> you know. Some some people would get really offended by that. Do they really? But here's the thing: if you've seen the video of the market, that's not that's not untrue. No. <laughs> I mean, actually, you're not saying anything that's even like inappropriate. It's true. There's video of the market. Oh, sure. It breaks my heart. I can't yeah. stand these poor. Little... Over in Thailand, they they don't they're not ashamed of it. Now those, no, those like that if, live you go, here. if you go to if you go to Peru, they eat guinea pigs. Yeah. You, had I, any, you ever had any? <laughs> no, I like guinea pigs. They're cute. Yeah, they are. Especially with some sweet potatoes on the side. <laughs> No, okay, stop. <laughs> you stop. But that is true, although what you said was really not very nice. Uh, that joke was not nice. But I'm not the kind of person that would say something like that. But okay. Um, okay. But, uh, but the videos do show those markets. That is actually an accurate statement, okay. you said. Okay, thank you. Thank you. But, I'm, uh, I'm uncanceled. I will say that I think that when you're in a – how many billions are in that country? There's like a bunch. There's, There's a, a bunch. whole lot of them. Um, I, I think I, I kind of wonder – yeah, go count them. Now they keep moving. <laughs> But um, I think that you would um, – uh, that's a lot of food to spread around. Yeah. I mean, you start getting desperate. You, you spread, probably eat you just eat, about everything. You fine. I know. What's for dinner? Bark? Yeah. <laughs> when you say bark, do you mean <laughs> – I'm not going any further. <laughs> anyway, Bangkok – this comes from Bangkok. Thai sniffer dogs 
Trained to detect COVID-19 in human sweat, proved nearly 95% accurate during training and could be used to identify coronavirus infections at busy transport hubs within seconds. Well, if everybody's got it, how could they, not, how could they go wrong? Yeah, that's true. Probably 95% of the people that they tested had it. Check this out. Six Labrador retrievers participated in a six-month project that included unleashing them to test an infected patient's sweat on a spinning wheel of six canned vessels. What is a spinning wheel of six <laughs> canned vessels? I don't know, but I won't. Wessels. 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 What kind of dogs were they? Uh, they were Labrador retrievers. Oh, great. So now you don't even have, not only do you have to pay for the COVID test, you got to pay for the lab test. You got the little thing over oh, there somewhere. I don't know. Uh, don't worry about it. If you're that prepared, <laughs> let's not worry about it. The dogs only take one to two seconds to detect the virus. Professor Kewali. Thank you. The professor Kewali Chatterong, the leader of the project at the veterinary faculty of Thailand's Chulongkorn, Chulongkorn. You, you chew, say that? You chew, you chew long on your corn. <laughs> University told Reuters within a minute they will manage to go through sixty samples. Well, <laughs> That's what a second, man. You're, you're like that at Sam's Club. <laughs> You've gone through what sixty to hundred samples. Still, I, can't, I still can't decide on that chicken. Can I <laughs> have another bite? <laughs> The, uh, the dogs can detect a volatile organic compound secreted in the sweat of a COVID-19 sufferer. But what if you're not sweating? What if you don't sweat glands? Yeah, what if you don't? Uh, even in the absence of disease symptoms, uh, they say, these dogs would not need to directly sniff people. They could screen samples of sweat, a task that should not be difficult in a tropical country such as Thailand, she added. Chile, Finland... And India are other countries that have also uh, launched efforts to get sniffer dogs to detect the virus. With a German veterinary clinic saying last month its sniffer dogs had achieved 94% detection accuracy in human saliva. The next step is we will put them out in the field. Well, why? What good are they going to do out there? Bring them back and let them do their job. <laughs> in the future, we will send them to airports or ports. Uh, where there's an influx of commuters, they will be much faster and more precise in detecting the virus than temperature checks. Thailand will be relatively successful in containing the virus with a new wave. Oh, I love new wave. New wave. Was Did you really? A new, you know what a good new wave band would be? Uh, Thai sniffer dog. Okay. I don't know. I'll work. You work on that a little bit. Well, just Thai sniffer. <laughs> Um, with a new wave of infections in the first two months of the year, now leveling off, and after recording. 88 deaths. Why would you record somebody dying 88 times? Oh, gosh. I don't want to see that. The Southeast Asian nation uh, has also started vaccinating frontline health workers and hopes to find a way to let visitors return in greater numbers uh, after its tourism-dependent economy was battered by the pandemic. <coughs> All right. It's a pretty good top story there. Thai sniffer dogs. Let's go from Thailand to Poland, shall we? <clears throat> I'm not, no, 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 I draw the line at Polish jokes. Don't, don't, don't look at me like that. But did you hear about the one? The guy? I just want to, I just, no, I just want to say <laughs> if anyone. It's a sad thing. I, I just want to know when Aaron, I, I don't know, when we get in trouble, I would, Craig was not the one that was behaving Well, this these way. two Polish guys. Were, Stop, go, read your story. Did you hear about it? They Just read your story. They they were they were they were they, they were passengers in a truck that that drove off into the lake and they drowned because they couldn't get the tailgate open. <laughs> I'm hitting all his buttons over here because he's he's irritating me. Sorry. All right, Poland, Dateline Poland. You know you can say that about a lot of people here in our town. Absolutely, absolutely. The, the Polish. I don't get Polish jokes because I've met some very smart. Polish. And you folks. Know, you've never. You can't name one person that's a Polish descent because I can't pronounce it. But yes, I've played chess with a guy from Poland. <clears throat> Guys, I want you to know it's been wonderful doing this podcast. That once we both get canceled, headline is man falls, man fails to get his drive, drive to read. Man fails <clears throat> to read. Let me start over. <clears throat> Dateline Poland. Headline is man fails to get his driver's license for the one hundred and ninety second time. <clears throat> so this isn't one of those smart Polish I was just talking about. So I, I don't know that this polls, guy may not have polls. this guy may be trying to get his his license and he doesn't have arms. A fifty year old Polish man has been trying to get his driving exam or driving license for the past seventeen years and has failed every single theory exam he's ever taken. 
So this isn't the driving part. This is the written exam. Right. Which, by the way, Alan failed like four times. Boy, I came close when I was a kid. I didn't even. I, I aced the driving well, test. Well, because you know why? Why? You want to know? Why? Uh, I I kind of read the book that you're supposed to use to study with. Yeah. Nowadays, it's online. So. But I made the mistake. Well, it doesn't matter. I read their book. I read their literature. Yeah, we had books because we're old. And and uh, remember we had the, the test machines with those physical buttons you pushed yep. in? Anyway, so uh, I got there, and I made the mistake of – answer because I, I didn't study was the problem and well, i and shame I, on you and i got in there and I, I used answers that i thought were the right answers based on what i learned watching other people drive or whatever that i thought were the answers you could miss like maybe three questions or I something three. i got down to three before i was done I, mm. and i was I'm like very disappointed and every que- boy i was nervous every question i was like uh, i am very no i walked out of there with it i passed yeah i passed too but i got an a i didn't miss it uh, it doesn't matter and then of course in tennessee the driving part is such a joke you Basically, you go around drive around a block, go around <laughs> yeah. the corner, make sure you stop and use your signal. That's all you really got to do. And you know what? They should have me parallel parking. I'm a king of parallel parking. What did you say? I said, you know what? What do you think I said? <laughs> Sound like you dropped an S-bomb right there at the first start of that. We'll have to go back and listen. I don't know. I didn't, it's family I, friendly. I, I, didn't say, you sh- I, I didn't say anything. Wrong. Well, I don't expect to hear you say words like that so it shocked me a little. i didn't say anything. and i'd appreciate it if you although there's a, a fun there's actually a funny story about that though this past weekend i was able to get my mother out of her memory care facility for the first time in a Great. year and we're sitting at subway and i'm trying to tell her that did you get the stuff i ordered you that they, they that i sent her i got her a couple i'm gonna be careful saying this i sent her a couple of sets of sheets yeah you can imagine when yes. i said a couple of, of sheets and it came around my mother, who who uh, you know has dementia, we thought she was crying. She was laughing so hard her face was red. That's awesome. This is a woman who have to repeat things twice, and she heard that the first sure she time. Did. Sure, she did. And it was just a flub, yeah, but it made it made it my happens. day. It made my day seeing her laugh like that. Those don't so, count either. I mean, you don't have to like those. Don't because count. you didn't. You didn't it's really. It's not do. on purpose, man. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. No, it's not a person. Man. A 50-year-old Polish man has been trying to get his driver's license uh, for the past 17 years. He's failed every time. The theory of driving a car has proved to be a really hard subject for this man. What's his name? Uh, well, I don't know what his name is. What's but, the city's name? But he's from Petro Tribunalaska. Piotro. Yeah. Piotro Tribunalaska. Tabunski. What kind of pizza you want? Uh, Tribunalaska. Uh, <sighs> with extra laska. For the past 17 years, he has failed every single theory test Polish drivers need to pass. What's theory? It's relative, right? To acquire a driver's license. To this date, the man has attempted to pass the test 192 192 times, meaning that he has spent more than $1,550 on exam fees. Zlotties. So we're 6,000 Zlotties. Zlotties. Uh, With the 192nd failed attempts, he beats the record of a British driver who passed the theory test on his 158th attempt. These guys just aren't good at taking tests. I guess that's it. But he remains far away from the absolutely worst student driver, a South Korean woman who managed to fail Craig 950 wow, times. that's nuts. Because here, how long do you have to wait before retaking? I don't know. I don't either. It's been so long. But 950 times, I mean, you'd have to go every day for three years. My understanding is you do not want to let your license expire because you got to take the test again. I don't want to do that. I I don't want to go back to 1984. It's just a hassle. 1984 or whatever it was. Yeah. Oh my, yeah, I actually do want to go back to 1984. Oh, man. Yeah. That's the greatest single decade. Single de- dec- best decade ever. Best decade. It's, it's scientifically proven to be the single best decade in the history of the world. And if you, don't, if you disagree, prove, prove it. Yeah, I'd like it, to see some proof. I guarantee it wasn't the 90s. It wasn't, no, it wasn't, wasn't the, the two, it wasn't the aughts. Nope, wasn't the aughts. It wasn't the, the teens, whatever. It wasn't the nineteen sixties. It wasn't the sixties. It wasn't the seventies. Well, although we did get some really good music from those previous decades. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, just nothing encompassed coolness like the sixties. I mean the eighties. Everything was great. The economy the, the was 80s. flowing. Yeah. Everybody was happy. Well, it's not just that. Just pop culture in general was it. You could peak. say whatever you we had freedom of speech. You remember that? Yeah, we could say we wanted to say, you know what? If yeah. you if you got butt hurt over some over something, you, you, you did nothing you, you had your great you, big yeah, pillar. Yeah, great big pillar. <laughs> you got upstairs on your great big pillar. And if you if you knew somebody that was racist, so what? Well, That's you, their fault. You, you avoid That's them. their problem. You just you avoid just, them. You just don't hang out. And them. you what happened when you got offended? Nothing. <laughs> you went home and cried yourself to sleep. Any great big pillar. Oh the colonel. Oh, I hated the colonel. 
Those wee beady eyes. You're going to eat my chicken. <laughs> Man arrested three times in the same day, including twice by the same trooper. Now, that's a bad day. That is a bad day. A man is facing an array of criminal charges after he was arrested three times in the same day, including twice by the same trooper, Robert Reddick, 29, of Marlboro, New York. That's Robert Allen Reddick. Robert Allen Reddick. I'm out of practice. It's been a year. We, yeah, yeah. Robert Allen Rad, uh, Reddick, uh, 29, of uh, Marlboro, New York, was arrested three times on March 7th. Uh, Reddick was driving a Jeep Cherokee when he was first arrested just before 8 a.m. after a trooper stopped him for a vehicle and traffic law violation. Learned he was driving with a suspended license and found him to be in possession of cocaine, official said. Well, how did he get out? Let me finish the story, man. A little over six hours later, uh, Raddick was driving a Honda Civic when he was again stopped for a vehicle and traffic law violation. The trooper immediately recognized him from earlier and found him to be in possession of heroin and Good grief, cocaine. Man. The, all right, the third it. arrest. Let me, get, let me get all through the rest first. The third okay. one. The third arrest happened around 545 when a different trooper, it was his turn, stopped him in the Cherokee after observing multiple vehicle and traffic law violations. Well, let me just get through the rest of it. While ahead, speaking to Raddick, the trooper said is said to have determined that he was impaired by drugs. All three arrests took place in the city of Newburgh. He is due to appear in court uh, in late April. Wait a minute. Okay, so the first arrest uh, was cocaine and driving on a suspended license. Or as Dewey Cox would say, cocaine. You get out just a couple hours for a a charge like that? I don't know, dude. I don't know. Maybe maybe he's got money. Maybe he just posted, you know. Second arrest. Drugs. Heroin and cocaine. This is his second arrest of the day, and he's out uh, in enough time to be arrested a third time. I don't know, man. Something's not right, Craig. I don't work in the judicial system. This is a weird story. I don't work in law enforcement, man. I'm glad. I know I look you like pull a- me over. You would follow me around just to pull me I'd over. I'd pull you over for being short. <laughs> That's not against the law. It is if you can't see over the dash. If being short is wrong, I don't want to be right. You don't have a choice. Whatever, oldie. Headline is, <clears throat> mom sues. Hey, someone's turning 60 soon. My brother. Oh, I was talking about you. Yeah, Alan will be 60 How, in April. Alan's the best. How is he? He's not the best at taking driver's tests. I he's, can tell he's, you that. He's better. There's, there's very few things I could do better than Alan. One of them is driving. Uh, the other is running. He, he's never been able to beat me in The in only race. time I've ever seen you run is to Dairy Queen before they lock the door. <laughs> That's not true. I was on the track team, man. And let's see you do it now. Well, now, I, there's a, there's no track team for 54-year-olds. 50 what? Four. Anyway, go ahead with your stall rag. Headline is, Mom Sues School After Biracial Son Received a Failing Grade for Refusing to Confess His White Dominance. Well, that's just wrong. I'm glad she sued him. No, that's what I mean. Yes, it's, no, they I, deserved a lot. I didn't mean it was... Okay, let's clarify. I didn't mean it was wrong for her. I meant that was wrong that... Oh, absolutely. If someone wanted them to do that. That's, you know the kind of person that does that? The same kind of person that tells uh, jokes about the Polish? <laughs> that's not true at and all. The Chinese. <laughs> that's not true at all. A black mom is suing her biracial son's Nevada charter school after she claims he received a failing grade for refusing to link aspects of his identity to oppression and dominance in a sociology class. Ain't got time for that. Gabrielle Clark and her son, William Clark, filed a suit in U.S. District Court of Nevada against public charter school Democracy Prep Agassi Campus in Las Vegas, alleging a violation of constitutional free speech and due process rights. You know, we could sue a lot of people over those two things right now. William Clark. Oh, you have to have money. William Clark uh, claims that in the class Sociology of Change, taught by Catherine Bass, who is named as a defendant in the suit. Catherine he, Allen Bass. He, oh, that's right. He, he was harassed and punished for refusing to attach derogatory labels to aspects of his identity. Good for him. Good for you, William Clark. William Clark, uh, news person of the day. Clark, whose deceased father was white, is generally regarded as white by his peers, according to the complaint. He has green eyes and blondish hair. Why don't they just... Refer, why don't they just- Regard him as a person. There you go. Yeah. Colorblind, baby. You'd be colorblind. How do you know if a baby's colorblind? Clark, uh, it says, the group International Organization for the Family, which has been tracking the Clark, case closely. That there's an RV. 
<laughs> you serious, Clark? Reports that the U.S. District Court judge said at February 26th temporary restraining order hearing, I think William is likely to succeed on the merits of his compelled speech claims, saying that uh, defendants will have to find a way to justify the critical race theory curriculum under a strict scrutiny test. So, so the judge actually thinks uh, they're going to win. He said that's a high bar to meet. Uh, in the class taught by Bass, a self-described white Irish American citizen, Clark was allegedly forced to reveal his race, gender, sexual, and religious identities and attach labels to the identities, which the lawsuit claims violated his right to privacy. Aaron claims it violated his right to privacy. An instructional slide... Well, we're, that's, we're glad you see it that yeah, way. An instructional slide included in the court documents displays dominant groups in American culture such as white-slash-male-slash-middle-upper-class, heterosexual, Protestant-Christian, while everyone else is categorized as submissive. Did you catch that? If you're not white. Yeah. If you're not male. Right. If you're not middle-to-upper-class. Right. If you're straight. Check. And if you're saved. Uh, yeah, you're Protestant or you're Christian. You're, you're a Christian. Everybody else is submissive to you. According yeah. to this class. Huh. Sounds kind of like a cult. Labels Wait, like, what? Yeah, well, I didn't say. Labels like white are associated by bass with privilege, while words like female and working class are associated with oppressive. So this suit uh, makes several explosive claims about bass. Uh, <laughs> it said that she referred to the students as social justice warriors. Why is it always the professors, the teachers? I mean, not you all of them. Not, not all of them. But why is it always, especially professors in college, they're the dumbest people. Okay, check this out. This is what one of the slides in the in her they, class they think, said. They think, and usually it's because they can't be touched. That's right. You know, and 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 it's like they say what they want, and it's just it's outrageous. It is crazy. Okay, I, I'm going to end the story with this. There there was a slide in the presentation that said racism equals prejudice plus power. Therefore, people of color cannot be racist. That was a slide in the class. It's absolutely bunk. That's absurd 100 percent false i mean the definition of racism that's a racist slide I, no i'm saying the definition of racism does not define which color it's against any race that's right. uh, racism defined is uh looking down on anyone because of their, their race or her heritage yeah, yeah their yeah. ethnicity and so it doesn't specify like a little asterisk to the side that says oh unless you're unless you're white yeah now it might be that it, it it might be that other races uh, are more common, you know, for people to be racist toward. But that doesn't mean that someone can't be racist to a, a white person, for instance. It's right. just it's just silliness because it is silly. I mean, if we still go by the Webster's dictionary, you need to read it again. Right. Well, I don't know. I hadn't read it lately. They may have made some alterations. That's true. Okay. Okay. What about the other one? Merit. What's the other one called? What's the other brand? There's a uh, couple of them. There's Webster's. There's Merit. Something. What's it called? Yeah, I know what you're talking no, about. No, there's Merriam-Webster. No. Yeah. There's, there's another yeah, one. Yeah, that's there's it. Webster, there's Webster. No, there's, a diff, there's another one, too. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter. But anyway, let's not act like we know about dictionaries like we can even read. There's dictionary.com. That's true. 41-year-old yeah. unemployed Oxford graduate sues parents demands lifelong financial support. Oh, boy. I'm going to let you read this. I'm going to try not to do any outburst. While it might be quite common for parents to financially help their kids in India... The rest of the world doesn't function quite similarly. Uh, it isn't assumed that your parents' money is yours or vice versa. In an attempt to get financial help from his parents, a 41-year-old in England has sued his parents and asked for lifelong financial support. The shocking event uh, is made even more surprising as the plaintiff is an Oxford graduate but is currently jobless. No way. Faiz uh, Sadiq. I think Easy. it's Sadiq. I think so. Faiz, maybe Fozzie. Uh, let's come waka waka. Fozzie Sadiq. Uh, no, Fozzie Sadiq. Fozzie Faiz. I think it's Faiz, and I'm not trying to be funny here. I think it's Faiz, but Fozzie would be cool. Waka waka. Uh, who's taking his parents to court, claims he's entitled. Entitled. There's the word right there. Entitled. You okay? Yes, I'm sorry. To this demand. The parents... It's hot in here. Rakshanda, who's 69, and Haved, who's 71, uh, are currently living in Dubai, and according to Sadiq, are quite wealthy. He says, 
Uh, he is a vulnerable grown-up child <laughs> due to his health issues, and therefore his parents owe him money. He has formerly worked in a number of okay. He has formerly worked in a number of law firms and claims if his parents deny him this rightful compensation, it would be a violation of human rights. According to <laughs> Daily Mail, he is currently living in a posh flat near Hyde Park in central London. It is owned by his parents and estimated to be worth uh, one million pounds. Look at how much that is in English. In, or in, in, in U.S. currency. In English. Yeah. I thought I said it in English. <laughs> it's like 13 mil or something. Yep. Yeah. No. One million yeah, three hundred. Yeah, one million three hundred ninety-three two forty. He doesn't pay rent for the housing and receives a weekly allowance of, four, of basically five hundred fifty-seven American dollars from his parents already. So he's got this rent-free mansion of an apartment. He's got parents feeding him uh, money constantly. And he gets almost, and the brat. How about they put him out in the skids somewhere for a while? <laughs> let him. Let him do that. Let him sober up that thinking a little. Sunny bit. boy. Yeah, Sunny Jim. Suing for money isn't new for Sadiq. Uh, previously, he sued his alma mater, oh the Oxford University, for subpar teaching that <laughs> led to his eventual unemployment. He made multiple allegations against the boring tuition and bad and inadequate teaching, in addition to blaming his tutors uh, as he had to give exams during insomnia and depression. Good Poor night. baby. Somebody call that guy a wambulance. Wambulance. Ooh. Our headline is, murder suspect pulls victim's ears out of pockets during questioning. When, you, when I first read this, I thought he said he pulled the victim out of his ears. <laughs> I thought that is one keen magic trick. Waka waka. <laughs> A 30-year-old DeLand man is charged with the murder of his 77-year-old grandfather who was found stabbed to death by Lake County deputies. Wait, why'd they stab him? The Lake Stabbed to death by Lake County by, deputies. By Lake County deputies. Wow. He charged Adam with his ears. <laughs> Saturday evening at his home. Colby Parker initially told the deputies that he was attacked by his grandfather, Ronald Wells Sr., inside the home they shared in the 40, blah, blah, blah. According to the sheriff's office, uh, Parker said the two fought after smoking marijuana together. Uh, the devil's lettuce. Yeah. Yeah. The, Pooch. Yeah. The big chief. The weed. Yeah. <laughs> the wacky tobacco. The, the Mary Jane. Yeah. The hooch. Wells attacked him with the knife. Parker told investigators, uh, so he disarmed his grandfather and used the he knife. He took against his him. arms off? For, well, I know he took his ears off. Oh, yeah. It's true. This hey, is funny. Is his, wait, way. is his grandfather Mr. Potato Head by chance? No, he's not. Okay. Well, he wasn't. I'll say he was. I'm wasn't. sorry. I'm sorry. Potato Head. Well, there we go. don't want to give him a gender. You're going to get canceled. Yeah. Wells' body was found on the front porch with multiple stab wounds, Harold said. While Parker was being interviewed by deputies, he removed two, 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 two human ears from his pants' pockets. This is crazy. Which were later discovered to belong to Wells, according to Harold. Parker then lunged at a deputy in an attempt to grab the deputy's taser and firearm. Three deputies. That's never going to work out in your favor. Three. This is more like bath salts than than. Uh, it really is the big cheese. I would bet he ripped his ears off. The, he didn't the, cut them off. He yeah. Just, the the poke salad. So the oh yeah. yeah, the wacky tobacco, as some people call it. The uh, the uh, five leaf <laughs> hole is a lot of people refer to it. The as. unmarked cigarette. Yeah, yeah. The left handed cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Uh, anyway, Parker then lunged at a deputy in an attempt to grab his weapons. Three deputies were punched, kicked, or headbutted by Parker during his arrest. The agency said Parker eventually confessed that he hit Wells multiple times in the head with a baseball bat and then stabbed him numerous times with a butcher's knife. Uh, he also admitted to cutting off Wells' ears and told deputies he wanted his grandfather to be with his deceased grandmother and it was his time to go. That's not your choice. And just taking his ears off wouldn't do that. No. No. Uh, who told him it was his time to go anyway? The arrest report said all that. During the search of the home, investigators found an apron in Parker's bedroom. Yeah, he was with, crazy. With the phrase, the family butcher printed on it. Plastic human bloody ears were attached to the apron, the report said. We need to find out. Did we find? Does it say here, did it say what he used to cut the ears off with? A butcher knife. We need to outlaw those. Absolutely. Yeah. They killed a grandfather. Yeah, they, we need to outlaw those. Parker is charged with second-degree murder, battery on a law enforcement officer, and resisting with violence. He is currently being held in uh, the uh, Stony Lonesome. Yeah, the big house. Yeah, the old pokey. Yeah. He's in the slammer, Craig. Yeah, he is. He's in jail for real. The old gray bar motel. Three hots and a cot. It's what he's getting right now. 
Remember the people that were sneaking in and out of the the <laughs> they were sneaking in and out of the fence at the prison. It was like Radios, the world's worst prison. Cell phones. It's the worst prison ever. All right, here we go. Angry customer demands refund after ordering a dozen masks, receiving quote unquote only twelve. <laughs> Maybe he thought he ordered a baker's dozen. This uh always reminds me stuff like this always reminds me of that Taco Bell story on the web where the guy walked up with a two dollar bill. And the guy behind the counter thought he was a—he was giving him like uh, counterfeit money. Yeah. And the guy's like threatening to call the police and his manager. He's like, "Please do." <laughs> he's like, "He goes, what's wrong with this?" And the, and the guy behind the counter's like, "Oh, I think you know." He's like, "It's a two-dollar bill." <laughs> and it's, it's you look it up. Look up the Taco Bell story about the two-dollar bill. You, you should Taco Bell. You shouldn't have a problem finding it. First and of it's all, it's the you, funniest story. The guy wrote it out so detailed. It's you so, are. Uh, well, you're not an employee of Taco Bell, but you have you have won an award. A major I have award. actually gotten a a fake uh, a, major, a fake free taco. A major. Well, I was talking about the award you got for. Nate. Oh, the award, yeah, yeah. because I'm the mm sauce guy. Yeah, That's right. for a while there, back about 15 years ago or something, I I won a contest and where they they wanted people to submit things to be on the front of their salsa packets. Yeah, their sauce packets. Yeah, because they say like. Uh, Blah blah blah. They yeah, say, they have a little, little cute little or, thing yeah. or whatever. Have I lived without you? Yeah. And all this yes, kind of stuff. Yeah. So uh, so anyway, I I was sitting bored one day and I just put a bunch of them in. And one of them I just kind of went Homer Simpson and I went mm, sauce. Yeah. And they picked it. Yeah, they got it. And I got what they considered a year's worth of free food. I could consume that. It, in it two honestly, days. It, they gave it to us in a stack of like Taco Bell bucks. Yeah. So it was like money I had, but it was. I mean. By their standards, it was like, I don't know if they looked at their own menu prices, but it was barely <laughs> enough to get one combo every week, which is still, if they would have made it like 10 bucks a week, that would have probably made more sense because you could probably, you know, feel pretty good about what you ordered, you know? Well, technically speaking, they fed you for a year. They, technically they, speaking. They did, and we would go to the combo stores that had like a Pizza Hut and a Taco Bell. Right. You could use them there, too. Oh, really? You get yeah. pizza for them. So then they sent me a, uh, they sent me a little framed piece of artwork that had the little guy little cartoon version of the the pack i, I have seen that the, with these two eyes yeah right the, here. the packet sauce kind of looking up at a little these thought, eyes. A thought bubble thought these bubble. eyes have seen a lot of love <laughs> anyway was that guess who i can't remember who that was but anyway so um so yeah they gave me like a little piece of framed artwork and he's like a little thought bubble over his head it says mm, sauce or yeah, something yeah. it's pretty cool I'm, I'm pretty famous because of that <laughs> i guess you could say i'm pretty famous but i guess you say i'm pretty famous but i mean don't get mad because i sit around chatting with babes online all day are you ready for me to read this story? I've been ready. The customer is always right, or so the popular saying, so goes the popular saying. Uh, but what is a business owner supposed to do when a customer is very uh, obvious in the wrong? One small business owner from Minnesota. Don't you know. Has earned the internet's admiration for keeping her calm while dealing with an angry customer who demanded a refund after ordering a dozen face masks and only receiving 12. <laughs> According to news website KRFO, Carefo. Zeta McRae is a single mother and is owner of Zeta's Vault, an online shop that sells shirts, hoodies, cards, and customized face masks. Her small business recently vaulted to viral internet fame after her exchange with the customer was shared on Twitter. Uh, Miss McRae says her heart dropped when she received an email with the subject line reading wrong mask order. <laughs> According to the screenshots of the email exchange shared on Twitter, the unnamed customer, that's sad that a person lives their entire life. It just breaks my they heart. They have no name at and all. They always end up in crime. I mean, you think they could at least name you yeah, or, or boy or boy or girl or yeah. something yeah. or non-binary or something, something, you know, something. Yeah. Um, according to the screenshot, okay. Uh, the unnamed customer wrote, hello, I ordered a dozen custom masks from you. However, you only sent me 12. <laughs> I really needed them all. I would like a refund, please. And I will no longer support your business. I try to support black owned businesses, but you guys continue to rip people off. Where's the rest of my dozen? I only got 12. Yeah. Miss uh, Miss McRae responded by saying that since a dozen means 12, 
the quantity of masks she sent out was correct, and she would not be able to offer a refund. No she way, even, Jose. She even apologized for disappointing the customer and offered a $5 discount coupon. She went above and beyond. She did. That's customer service. Um, to this, the customer responded saying they were not interested and wrote, I must have missed it on the invoice. I needed 20. I've never heard of it being listed as 12. <laughs> I swear it was pronounced Wait, what? Dubson. Dubs Dubson. I swear it was pronounced Dubson. Like a dub twenty. Whatever the what? I, whatever wait, the, I, so I, that's I, his I got response. lost. I got lost. Oh, I swear yeah. it was Okay. I, I got lost. Dubson. In the last he wanted a dubs. He wanted a dubson of ordered a dozen. But I mean a, a dubson would be twelve, right? Yes, it would. All right, we got a sad story here. So they wanted twenty or they wanted twelve. They Which, wanted twenty then and they ordered a dozen. Then they should have ordered two dozen and gotten twenty four. <laughs> yes, they should have. Okay, we've got a sad story here about a young couple. Sad state of affairs. Young couple that's just really in dire straits. They're trying so to, to oh, that was a money for nothing. And and chicks for free. No, they definitely got their money for nothing. They did. And now they're nothing getting no money. Headline is Meghan Markle, Prince Harry's fan created GoFundMe page ends after dismal showing. Now, my understanding is someone else started this though. They did. A fan of theirs started it. Who has a fan? I'm, well, apparently I mean, Meghan who's Markle. Who's a fan of them? Well, she was pretty popular in Hollywood for a while. She did like a couple of things, right? Well, yeah, that do makes I need you to look up? Do you need to go on internet, internet, internet movie database and see what it says? Big Chief, I'm gonna look it up while you're reading this. I'm gonna see what she's done. A GoFundMe page was set up to pay off the mortgage of Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's 14.6 million dollar California estate. That GoFundMe page is now gone bust after raising nearly 110 dollars. <laughs> Craig. $110. Well, I mean, that's more than they had, right? Anastasia Hansen, age 56, of California, told the Britain Sun that she started the fundraising effort. So a 56-year-old woman started this. Old, your age, old enough to know better. Whatever. Oh, yeah, there she is in the Internet Movie Database. She's done... Hold on. Yeah. She's done 31 things. What did I say? She's she's had her day. And I've never seen... Okay, I've seen an episode of Castle, but I've never seen her. Horrible Bosses, I saw. I saw that. I uh, shouldn't say that, because that's not a movie I recommend for people. I do not recommend it. That's not a good one to watch. Um, CSI Miami. She was never in Fringe. Seen. Fringe? Yeah, I love Fringe. I did, too. That's one of my all-time she favorite was in shows. The re she was in one episode of the reboot of Knight Rider. Never saw it. Um, 90210... Never saw it. CSI New York. Never saw it. I mean, honestly, I she's mean, a big deal. Married with children, she was like a, a bit. But here's my thing. I mean, honestly, going to the royal family was kind of stepped down, to be honest. <laughs> Anastasia Hansen, age 56, same age as Craig of California, told oh, the son that she started the fundraising effort because she seriously felt sorry for the multimillionaire royal couple. After Harry publicly whined to Oprah Winfrey about being financially cut off by the Buckingham Palace. Uh, when they came to the USA, oh, I thought this was going to be them. When they came to the USA, they were without jobs and with limited funds, said Hansen. Uh, who wait, wait, the band commented on this? I wish. Who lives about 25, they would have said, mm, Bob, don't think so. No. Who lives about 25 minutes from the princely pair's palatial estate in Swanky, California. They have stated that they've been they've had a very rough time. So this fundraiser is a way to give help, compassion, and love. She so she she cares so much about this ex royal family that she's willing to pay off their fourteen point six dollar six dollars fourteen point six million dollar budget. Uh, uh, Hello, <laughs> you want to start over? Are you having a are you having like a seizure right now? They've stated that they've had a very rough time. And Markle and Prince's uh, and the Prince's bombshell TV sit down last week. Well, Prince died a few years ago, and it wasn't bombshell. I heard the ratings were kind of flat. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Harry defended their inkling of a multitude of uber lucrative media deals since leaving his royal. Now wait, wife. I, you got to stop for a moment. I do not keep up with this stuff because they're fake kings and queens and princes. They're mascots. They're mascots. Yeah, what they walked away. They just said we don't want. Yes, the they same. did. They now, just, I did know that because I, I don't know this part. So they our basically news source. Yes, talked but, about but it. they said, what did they do? They just one day decided we don't agree with all the stuff we're leaving or you're oppressive yeah. or you're something. And they just walked away. They did walk away. And then the queen eventually cut them off. Yeah. They're not part of the family. And they're anymore. not well, They're not welcome to come back if they say they're That's sorry. 
Hanson's online bid to try to financially help the we'll Royals try to, what? to financially help the Royals has start, was started a few days ago and shut down by Saturday after just three donations. Hanson kicked in five dollars. Well, that's pretty good because they hadn't made a record in a while. While a supporter gave a hundred dollars and anonymous bestowed five dollars into the fund. The page had read, I am Anastasia Hansen of Ventura, California, and I'm raising funds to pay off the mortgage of uh, Harry and Meghan's you home. You couldn't say Montecito? Is that what you were afraid of saying? I'm not afraid you, to say you anything. You skipped it. You Actually, skipped Montecito, in this, in this world, I'm afraid I'd get canceled if I mispronounced Montecito. Yeah, Montecito. Montecito. Mm. The page... Uh, Wait, what about the two million supporters? Okay, $5. we're two million supporters... To, if if only two million supporters were to donate just five dollars each, the goal is met and the loan could be paid off. Why do we care about their loan? I don't. Why don't we take that money and help people that are struggling for real? They're living in poverty. Anyway, I thought that quite ridiculous. If we have any fans that would like to pay off my mortgage, uh, just just email me. All right, Texas man. That's the end of the story. <laughs> News at eleven. We don't have a Film Texas man. Uh, Texas man drove dealership loaner car to rob bank. Tried to use loot to buy a BMW. Lubbock. Okay, this wait. comes from Lubbock County. Okay, go ahead, and then we're going to break this one down. Prosecutors said he drove a vehicle loaned to him by a car dealership to rob a bank in Texas and brought the money back to try to use for a down payment on a BMW. If you're going to rob a bank, why are you just getting a down payment? Why didn't he? Yeah, why didn't he say I need fifty grand? Now Eric Allen Dion Warren is uh, Dion Warwick. Yeah, Dion Warwick. Uh, why is he going to be such a heartbreaker? <laughs> anyway, is uh, headed to prison. Warren, who pleaded guilty to bank robbery, has been sentenced to twenty years in the Slammer, the big the old, house, the old pokey. Yep, the Stony Lonesome. Yeah, the Gray Bar Motel, uh, the big house. Yeah, the according uh, the Slammer. Yeah, the, according to court documents, it was during the summer of two thousand nineteen. When Warren went into a bank in Woolforth, Texas, and walked up to a teller, the 50-year-old then put a bag from a fast food restaurant and a note on the counter. The note read, this is a robbery. Play with me and die. <laughs> well, I don't want to play with you then, <laughs> sir. He's got no friends. I'm not going to play any games with you. You're just going to kill me. I want $10,000 in 50 and $100 bills. Now you got one minute or I'll kill you. After showing the teller the note, Warren pulled out what looked like a handgun and said, I ain't playing around. I only want 100s and 50s. And none of that blue money either. That's you right. keep them die packs yeah, out there. Right? Yeah, exactly. The teller gave Warren money from her drawer, including stacks of 20s. She, he didn't ask for that. No. With no. recorded serial numbers, <laughs> Warren later admitted that after getting cash, getting the cash, he drove away in a vehicle that had been loaned to him by a car dealership. He had been there earlier and was in the process of finalizing the sale of a BMW. Officials said he was about 15 minutes. Uh, it was about 15 minutes after the robbery when Warren went back to the dealership in the loan vehicle and began waving around cash. Literally. Hey. He eventually went into the finance office and tried to finalize the purchase of the BMW with a 3000 cash down payment. Things began to fall apart for the robber when an employee at the dealership got a call informing him about the recent bank robbery, all while Warren was still there. That must have been an uncomfortable phone call if he's sitting across the desk. Yeah, right? yeah, mm-hmm, yes. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, so you want me to stop and get yes. pizza on the mm-hmm. way home? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. On my way to the... All while Warren was still there. The employee called police after realizing... The description of the vehicle used in the robbery matched the one loaned to Warren. Hey, that's our car! <laughs> hey, hey, Ted, don't we have a car like that? We loan people. Who used the loaner at lunchtime? <laughs> when Warren was arrested, he had more than $5,000 with him, and their serial numbers matched those stolen from the bank. Police also found a painted pellet gun resembling a real handgun when they arrested him. Well, he ain't going to kill her with that. I mean, he might poke a hole in it. She could shoot her eye out with hey, it. Hey, he could get under your skin and cause a very bad, very bad infection. Park's closed, sir. <laughs> the Moose Mor- 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 Front Show told you. Sorry, folks. Park's closed. It's time for the top ten. It's the Mark Patch top ten. I always, I'm out of practice. I always forget to say the, the, the Mark Patch top ten. Remember when it used to be uh, the 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 Blas Chakas or whatever? What was it called? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. The Flash Chakas. Flash Chakas. Yeah. yeah. But now it's the Mark it's the Mark Patch top ten. Yeah, now it's officially sponsored yeah. by our band director because he he because it doesn't actually his his checks don't bounce. They do not bounce. No, nope. nope. he's good for it. 
Talk Mark to, Patch. Huh? Nicest guy I ever knew. Nice guy. Super N- guy. Nicer than you. He's nicer than both of us. He's a, he's I don't know. He's pretty vicious out on the web, though. Oh, boy. boy if you he, get on the wrong boy, side Boy, if he bites into you on the web, just, ooh, just don't, let... Don't try to drop some falsehoods on that man. No. You yeah. will pay. Get him started. Don't get him he started. He was such a, such a quiet oh, kid in school. Oh, he was. And so friendly. And in still school. is. Nicest, still is. Nicest guy around. Okay, Mar- okay love fest for Mark is over. We're done. Mark, you've, you're, you're good for the year now. Top 10 weirdest inventions from the last 20 years. Number 10. The selfie toaster. Plain toast is bland. To help liven it up, this toaster from the Vermont Novelty Toaster Corporation, released in 2014, is customized using a photo, 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 a photo <laughs> of your face, photo of your face that guides a special metal plate. The result is a perfectly crisp toast that you can then use to butter yourself up. I actually would love that toaster. If you use somebody else's fo- photo, it would be photo fraud. Photo fraud. That that never that doesn't happen though. Remember, that's top not, ten that's not weirdest right. inventions from the last twenty years. Number nine, EcoPod biodegradable coffin. Now this we need for I, for I've our seen, funerals with our voices. Yeah, oh, you're right. And I've also I've seen the ones that are basically just a big um, tree with a big dirt ball at the bottom, and you're in that or yeah. something. And then you, have you seen the Kiskit? No, I'm sure it's Gene Simmons marketing. It's all four of them on top. It's creepy looking. Yeah. And then there's the. Uh, the coffin you buy while you're alive and use as a bookshelf in an office. That's just weird. I kind of like that. Even though I'll be gone, I don't want to think about being in one of those. I just, it's just a, it's no matter what you do, you go to a, you go to a funeral, there's nothing that's not kind of morbid about a coffin. There's just, I mean, I, I get it. We're gone. You know, I mean, just shoot me out of a cannon. What about in Kill Bill 2 when they, uh, I don't remember enough about it. You shouldn't be recommending movies like that. You know, makes God cry. Actually, that movie, by the time I got to the second one, I was so ready for it to be over. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm just No, it was way too short. If you're concerned for the environment... Oh, wait, you were asking what I watched this week. Yeah. I also watched last night The uh, the Last Blockbuster. Hadn't seen it. It's it's an okay documentary. It's not great, but it's about the last blockbuster that's still open. Yeah, it's in Alaska, I believe. They had some in Alaska. I'm thinking this one was in... uh, Denver? Oregon or something. Okay. I don't know. And it's still open, right? Or did it close? At the end of this uh, documentary, they had another year extension on their license, but uh, it was, I mean, if you, you know, we lived through that. It was cool. You yeah, know. it was cool. It wasn't a great documentary. It wasn't like I just can't live without seeing it. I again. don't think VHSs will ever have a revival like vinyl has. Well, there, there's a company out there making uh, VHS DVD recorder combos now. Oh, I've got like one. A couple hundred bucks. I've no, got one. Like new ones. <laughs> or they bought old stock and put their name yeah. on them. Um, they, they, I, I use mine quite often. They mentioned that in well, they mentioned that in um, the documentary about how they wonder if VHS would have like a, a kind of a revel, kind of a resurgence like vinyl. There is a cult uh, VHS cult following. Well, there needs to be a beta because beta was beta much was better, better quality, much better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, this EcoPod bio, biodegradable coffin. If you're concerned for the environment, you okay ex- over there? Extends past your own lifespan. You will probably uh, you are probably relieved to hear of the EcoPod, a biodegradable coffin made out of recycled paper, and it was introduced in 2007. That's, I don't want my coffin to cool. biodegrade. Hey, talking about things that should come back, you know, I really like. I used to be fascinated with the laser disc. Oh sure. I used to now just, you talking about the one you had to flip over? For yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Those and, were awesome. And, and you know why? It's not digital. People think the laser disc was digital. I didn't know it, it's, it wasn't. It's analog. Is it really? How do they do that? It's it basically pits and valleys. It bounces. It bounces the laser off the. It, it, that's why there's like thirty minutes on one. Now you could get extended quality. You couldn't do the perfect freeze frames and stuff, but they could fit more on one side. Yeah. But um, but yeah, like like regular standard would be like thirty minutes on one side. Yeah. It's not digital. I had no idea. It's actually better quality, at least at the time, than DVDs were, because DVDs have compression. You can still get uh, laser discs. Yeah, they're really cool. I had one. I sold all mine. I'm a dummy. I don't know. I no, couldn't. What prob- good are they? I mean, why probably not? couldn't. I mean, because every time you know, E pulled this one on me the other day. I go, why don't you sell one of your systems if you want to get something else? Because I don't want thirty years later to regret it and try to buy them old. You know, buy an old one again. I want to keep mine. <laughs> Whatever, smart Alec. <laughs> I love. That why don't you kid. go upstairs and cry in your great big pillow? Eid, <laughs> me. Anyway, ready. So number eight of the weirdest inventions for the last twenty years: the Nico Mimi. Yes. Japan brought humans and cats even closer together in 2012 with the Nico Mimi, a set of mechanical cat ears that measured brain waves and allowed the ears to react to the wearer's moods. 
Interested, the ears perk up. Relaxed, they droop. Focused, they wriggle. I think that's kind of cool. So, you know, it's one of those headbands with the yeah. cat ears on it. I think it's kind of cool. I think it's kind of silly. I mean, it's silly, but it's but I like I like gadgetry. I think it's cool. Uh, number seven of the top ten weirdest inventions from the last 20 years, the ostrich pillow. And I think we've all seen these. It's that bubble-headed thing you put on and your hands go in it and you lay down and it makes – you know, everything dark. I don't remember it's that. It's like being inside a pillow. Funded to the tune of $130,000 on Kickstarter in 2012, the ostrich pillow allows the wearer to escape the world by sticking their head into a fluffy hoe. Wow. Yeah. I don't think I've seen They're that. great on airplanes, I hear. Number six of the weirdest inventions from the last 20 years, the baby mop. Hey, why don't you come there, mop, baby? Mm-bop. When your little oh, one, baby, mom. when your little one is exploring the world on all fours, why not have them do a little cleaning at the same time? I think this is a fantastic idea. This onesie has a soft, has soft mop heads for scrubbing action. The 2012 invention was inspired by a satirical satirical ad in Japan, but there's nothing fake about how your floors will shine. We always joked about our dogs. We had uh, shisus, and we always joked about you know if you could just attach a stick to them and just kind of slide them around the yeah. floors. Because they're just like big mops. Yeah, they are. But this, you put a, you put your baby in this mop, and he crawls around and cleans crawls the floor. around, cleans the floor, and then it just has all those germs and dirt all Nothing over. Nothing wrong with it. You know what it does? It, it, it helps the immunity. Yeah, it yeah. Enhances the immune immunity. system. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number five of the top ten weirdest inventions of the last twenty years: Le Whiff Inhalable Chocolate. What you call it? Le Whiff Inhalable Chocolate. Inhalable. Yeah, that's what it is. Inhalable. That's right. It's inhalable. That's what I said. Not inhalable. Harvard Bio. I'm inhalable sitting across from you. <laughs> Harvard Biomedical Engineer David Edwards and students created. Is that little Davy Edwards? It is. It's old man Edwards boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, students created this food innovation, yeah, if you can call it that, for in you. 2007, which deposits a few hundred milligrams of cocoa onto your tongue. Cocaine onto you, your tongue? Allowing you to get your chocolate fix without eating a bag of fun sized Twix. Why wouldn't I want to do that? Really? What's wrong with that? Number four of the weirdest inventions for the past 20 years. I want one. Number four, ping pong door. I had never seen one of these, and I must have. If you love ping pong but don't have space, this door converts uh, This door converts to a ping pong table with a simple flip of the wrist. Um, inventor Tobias Franzel and Germany, uh, German company Funkadelic <laughs> introduced it in 2018. The company will custom build one for you around $12,000. Yeah, I'll just go buy a regular one for less than $12,000. No, this is awesome. I know, but it's reg- a door. Regular ping pong tables, though, fold up on one side and you can play by yourself, too. It's a door, and you flip a little knob, and the door releases, folds down halfway, and you've got a full size, well, not a full size, a door size ping pong table. What about so that? Somebody's equal, in the but, room. But what about that? I know, from each side of the door, you each can play. Each side of the door. From what part of that has hardware on it that costs twelve thousand dollars? Well, I don't know. Keep going. Number keep, three. Keep going. Number three. Top three. Top ten weirdest. Top twenty. Top twenty. No, this is ten of the top. Oh, you're 20 right. Ten of the top twenty weirdest inventions. Last twenty years. For the last twenty Man, years. We're so confusing. The dog umbrella. This yeah. is number three. What smells worse than a wet dog? Two wet dogs. It smells worse than two wet dogs? Three wet dogs. Yep, and then so on. Yeah, and so forth. To avoid a damp canine or two, Lazy Pet created this umbrella that mounts to a dog's collar and keeps them dry for walks. Who's going to go walking in the rain with Uh, their dog? If you look outside. I wonder. No, you'll wonder who'll stop the rain. No, no. You going to blame it? Are you going to blame it on the rain? Tears are falling. I feel the pain. (laughs) I think we named three different rain songs. When you're out there with your dog and the raindrops are dropping on, or, you know, falling <laughs> on your head. <laughs> All right. Number two, drop wipes. Weird? Yes. Useful? Also, yes. Drop wipes make uh, made a splash in 2019 by being the first sanitary wipe formulated to clean damaging bird droppings from the exterior of your vehicle. If you have bird poop on the interior of your vehicle, You've got other concerns. Okay, that was just supposed to be a joke. But um, I guess it does. It can mess up the enamel or something. Or the yeah, coating on eat your- right through it. It's acidic. I don't think you can say that in public. Number one. The number one weirdest invention of I the last 20 I actually don't think this years, is weird. I think this is actually... Oh, it's lightning at Libra. The Snuggie. While it wasn't the first wearable blanket, were you aware of that, Craig? 
Were you wearable not, I was that? not. I was not. Uh, that would have been the Slanket. The Snuggie became the most popular one thanks to its infomercial campaign of 2008. Slanket. I like that name. I do too. Hey, Craig. It's going to wrap up another episode. This is episode, what is this? Where's the end music? This is episode 341. I just wanted to say, remember that Craig and I bring you the weird news, but don't avoid or ignore the good news. Read your Bible. Weird. And we're going to go out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and also read the instructions to your to your mixing board. I am a little, uh, I'm, you know what it is? I'm exhausted. I am plum you, you tuckered. You do exhaust me. I am plum tuckered. <clears throat> Who's? Plum Tucker. Didn't he used to live down the street from Plum Old Man Tucker, Jenkins? That's my favorite ice cream. Uh, you know what? My band name for today, Plum Tucker. Plum Tucker. <laughs> hey, Pops. I'd like to say hello to my dad and my mom and uh, not my brother. Thank you, Craig. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for, I don't know, I think of something. Thank you, Mark Patch. I thank my nephew Joshua. Why? Sounds like I'm receiving an award, doesn't it? Yeah, I'd like to thank everybody. You like me. You really like me. Shout out to Cassandra. Hey, Cass. Our marketing manager, our PR person. She said you can call her Cass, but I can't. I can call her Cass, but you can't. Shout out to Boo. Her little dog's been having a tough time. Hey, Boo. Little Boo Radley. Bye.